0: Oh, all right, let's do it. I feel like I've said this a lot this year, but that's one of the worst losses of the season. It like, It is really exhausting to constantly have the worst loss of the season blown away by another loss that's even worse. Like, I guess there's some good to take away from parts of tonight, but it, all of it is completely overshadowed by taking a four-run lead into the ninth inning on the road and having that lead being absolutely blown to smithereens. You know, it's well past midnight here on the East Coast. I feel like like we should be allowed to use salty language, right? We should be allowed. That should be, like, on us. (laughs) Because it feels like the only way to make us all collectively feel better is to use it. Like, what on God's green earth was Santiago Espinal doing That is a tough play for him to make barehanded. I get it. It ate him up a bit. I get it. But then he just stops and watches. Like, yes, heads up base running by Will Smith. Sure. And Eric Swanson was gassed and there was some rotten luck in there. But even if he didn't have anything working more than a pitch at a time, but come on, ESPY, that is brutal. Absolutely ugly, ugly. Way for this game to end. But uh, hey, welcome to Jay's Talk. We can talk about it across the Sportsnet radio network, streaming live on Sportsnet.ca and on the Sportsnet app. Show Ali here with you. We are taking your calls and texts. Phone lines are open. 416-870-0590. 666 590 Star 590 on your cell. 590-590 is where you can text me. That's the people's Sex line. It is always open. Like some really weird stuff happened in that in that ninth inning, bottom of the ninth inning. Like the ball hops weirdly into Chapman's chest on what would have been a double play to end the game. It, the, the hit from uh Will Smith had an expected batting average of 210. The ball bounces off of Vladdy's glove from a Chris Taylor hit that had an expected batting average of 250. Like that's insane. That is a like a, a complete nightmare in terms of Babbitt. But Espinall can't grab the ball barehanded, and then he watches. Okay, no, I, before anyone gets on me for for using these statistics and not looking at the eye tests and, and yada yada, good teams overcome even just one of those things. And, and let's just get this out of the way. I'm going to go to the text in a second here. Even if it doesn't happen in the next 24 hours, I, I have to think this game largely continues to spell the end. For Mitch White. Like, there's no other way to reasonably look at it, I would think. Like, there was a text here, and I am uh, missing the... Here it is, from Salmon Woodstock. The question was simply, who would the Jays send down to make room for Green and Ryu? I mean, (laughs) how could it not... How could at least one corresponding move of that at this point, even if it means you are admitting defeat on the Mitch White-Nick Frasso trade? It's got to be, in terms of making room, it's got to be... DFA Mitch white at some point he's don't get me wrong. He's not the, he is literally the reason they lost this game because it only took two batters before James Outman cranks one. And you know, a weird review at the end, it wasn't a home run, but it was still still the game winning run, a very consequential (laughs) review. I guess it just matters for the box score, I guess, or just for James Outman's stats, I suppose. But ultimately it's not really Mitch white's fault. They, they lost this game. It's what all the nonsense that happened in the ninth inning, but boy, I, I can't really see a path forward. Like knowing what this team requires in less than a week, with the trade deadline basically upon us, there's no like reasonable take that has Mitch White on this team, you would think, come like, I don't know, six thirty or seven o'clock Eastern on August first, which is next Tuesday, right? Like you look at a bunch of these Text here on the text line like Devin from Toronto. I know a trade for the bullpen is incoming perhaps and Chad Green on his way, but Mitch White, not a major leaguer this year. Zach pop, not an option. Also not sure. Maybe I was distracted by the wheels falling off the bus, but why not take Espinel out for Varshow instead of wit to get a better AB. I mean, look, at the very least, when it comes to the bullpen stuff, Zach pop, I have a feeling maybe like, you know, maybe there's more going on with Zach pop than we let me realize, but ultimately Good heavens! The like it it there's like there's no way anyone else wouldn't be better than Mitch White at this point. Like I get that the bullpen is thin, and again, I think Eric Swanson deserved a teensy bit better than he got tonight because he he did ultimately induce a ball to Chapman that would have ultimately ended this game and sealed the win for Toronto. But he was also gassed, and he is gassed because the bullpen has been redlined so much. Right? Like, you look at some of these other texts here. Uh, Sam from Hamilton, time to blame the starters. Can't get deep into a ball game and burn our bullpen. Tony from Kitchener, it's time to, for Mitch White to go. I swear he couldn't have a better meatball down the middle to them than he did. Daryl in Etobicoke, first-time texter. Hey, show. Was the ninth inning lost because of Swanson's bad pitching or SB's bad error, hesitating to throw home? Eh little bit of column a a little bit of column B perhaps in terms of how this one ended I laughed to stop from crying because it's that's just a a sad a sad way for this one to end uh let's go to the phones four one six eight seven oh zero five ninety one triple a triple six zero five ninety star five ninety on your cell let's get started with Carter from Richmond Hill Carter what is on your mind hey man first time caller I appreciate doing? appreciate it, man. Yeah, I'm doing. Well, it could could be better, but uh, thanks for calling in.
1: Yeah, me too, man. I stayed up late for this. I worked in the morning. I, was, I don't even know why I stayed up. But besides that, I want to say that um, honestly, unlucky start, like unlucky thing for um, Swanson and Mitch White. I was saying it. Like I don't even know why he's on the team. Like you said perfectly, he needs to go. But I wanted to say, Jansen's been so clutch for this team. It's just unlucky that it was wasted. Such a great hit and another great opportunity for him.
0: Hey, Carter. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining me here on J I appreciate the call. Yeah, look Mitch white. I, I honestly am not more sure what more needs to be said when it comes to white like he definitely had his uses but I mean like I've kind of joked before that he's like the human white flag whether you are up by a lot or down by a lot but you can't tell me that there's someone else who serves the same purpose who at least would get some outs. I'm I'm losing the texture because the texts are coming in uh, fast and furious, but there was one about, Oh, here it is. There was no, no name on this one, but it says, I get that Pearson has options and that's why they sent him down. But in games like this, you realize white has no real role on this team. Can't even use him in blowouts. So it would have been nice to have Pearson as the extra arm. It's a good point. I mean, remember a couple back at the Rogers center, a couple of maybe about a week or so ago and Mitch white comes in and they end up having to go, to the bullpen again with Mitch white on the mound after what have should have been a laugher of a win. And then you have all these guys get on base and obviously it, it ended well, but you like, you shouldn't have to necessarily do that. Like I, you know, obviously certain bullpen relievers, they all have their roles, right? You all, everyone is, has their high leverage roles, middling leverage roles, super low leverage roles. And then it seems after that it's, it's Mitch white. Again, he is not the, actual reason they lost because i think you can clearly point to all the stuff that went on the ninth despite the fact that he gave up the big hit to james Outman, which unfortunately i'm seeing a replay of right now here at baseball control but boy it's just it's it's a tough look uh for danny jansen though uh to carter's point like i i really thought we'd be talking about Wow, Danny Jansen, clutchest human being alive. And is Cabrera, he, another two innings of unlikely relief work from all of these guys. I definitely thought we'd be starting with those things tonight. But boy, I, but hey, look, Danny Jansen, clutches, they come, right? No, no, no two ways about it. Sportsnet stats actually put this out there after the, the big hit. 22 of Danny Jansen's 44 RBI this season have come in the seventh inning or later. And BNS, Ben Nicholson-Smith, Tweeting out that Jana is tenth on the Jays in plate appearances, but third on the team with those forty-four RBI, trailing only as you might expect Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Bo Bichette. So, I mean, I, I again, it's it's kind of tough to quantify clutch exactly, like beyond just how many runs you got in late situations. But Danny Jansen is is continues to uh, ascend Mount Clutchmore, but um, unfortunately, to no avail tonight because it gets wasted by some poor, very, very poor play in, uh, in the ninth inning. Uh, Regan and Regina, that's what bullpen mismanagement leading into this game looks like. Same situation last night, going back to at least Kikuchi's last start, but really all year. Also another ridiculous bat by Varsho in the 10th, not close to competitive. You know, I will give Varsho a bit of a pass tonight, if only because asking someone to not play all game, and then coming in cold and having a quality ABs, obviously they're major league players. Obviously they should be performing because they're, they're being put and entrusted with big situations, but I don't know. I give Varsho tonight at least because he did not play basically at all until very, 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 very late. I'm not sure I, I, sure I want to hang too much of what we saw on Dalton Varsho because ultimately you hang it on Santiago Espinal, on, on Eric Swanson to a certain degree, to a certain degree on Matt Chapman, to a certain degree on Vladimir Guerrero Jr. in terms of the defensive plays, but uh, hey, a, a, a an eight to seven loss is just a very very ugly way for this one to go. Um, I see another one from Matthew from Regina. Uh, who did? Why did KK do the sweep slide and not head first slide? It's a good question. I also would say, like, why was he going at all? I almost feel like he got a he, he must have gotten just it must have been two things. He must have gotten a a bad read on the 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 hit, and at the same time, I I don't know if he forgot. Or just decided he could beat or challenge appropriately the arm of Mookie Betts. Because Mookie Betts is one of the best at, you name it, everything, basically, in all of Major League Baseball. It was a perhaps a a poor decision for uh for old KK to go. I know he's done a lot of that very successfully this year, but uh after after what you saw in, in the ninth, that to happen in the top of the tenth is um again, it just adds to the mountain of things we have to discuss tonight. Um, let's go back to the phones. 416 870 590 590 Star 590 on your cellular device. We'll go back to the text line in a sec. 590-590. Mark, staying up late with us from Oakville. Mark, what's on your mind? Hey, how are you? Good, man. How are you? Um, uh,
1: Not great loss tonight, That's but fair. I blame tonight's loss and yesterday's poor management by Schneider using the bullpen and not pushing Carrera, the new pitcher, another extra inning and then using another reliever to save Romano for tonight.
0: So you're saying you would have pushed Cabrera two yesterday.
1: Exactly. Right. I... He was
0: he was pitching well
1: and I think he had things under control, but Schneider didn't want to push him because he's new in the you know, the clubhouse and all that. And I think he could have gone an extra inning and that could have used another reliever instead of having, wasting Romano last night. And he would have been in there tonight to help with the last inning, I believe.
0: Hey, Mark, I appreciate the call. Thanks for joining me on uh, on J-Stock. I, look, I, I, I do see what you're saying with Yenesis Cabrera, and I do think it's at least partially, I kind of don't entirely disagree, but it is partially, I think, informed, by what we saw tonight, I'm not really, I'm not like accusing you of hindsight or anything. I'm not, that's what I'm, not what I'm saying, but I do think even though we did get two very good innings from Yenesis Cabrera, which we'll talk about in a sec, but even though we did get those two great innings from Cabrera tonight, I don't know. Like his, it was yesterday was his first ever appearance in a blue Jays uniform. Like this is a guy who has thrown a hundred, I guess before last night, right? Cause now he's at 190 and a third innings pitch that that was uh before tonight after last night so of course he threw an inning yesterday so going into last night's game he had 190 innings thrown he had a tune of a career just about 411 era dating back to 2019 and entering play tonight he had an era of 491 which obviously was lowered a teensy bit after the scoreless outing yesterday i just i'm not sure that's the guy you want to necessarily be being play, like playing fire with fire with because he turned. Look, it turns out there maybe there's something there from Yanisis Cabrera, right? Like, he came out in a pretty high-levered situation following Bassett for that pocket of lefties, and obviously, as most managers would, they pinch at Chris Taylor to be the first guy to face Cabrera in the place of David Peralta. And you know what? He he showed all of it off against Chris Taylor: a three-pitch strikeout, the slow curve, a four-seamer at 95 miles an hour right at the top of the zone, and then a slider to finish him off. Great stuff. Like his issue has never really been the stuff; it's been the command. James Outman, uh, you know, he leaves one just a little bit out there. Kevin Kiermeyer just inches from grabbing that one for an out. Also, not the best challenge, I might add. The risk of derailing myself here. Like when we see the replay, which I have to assume is the bare minimum of what the challenge people for the Jays are also seeing. Clearly, safe. Like I'm not really sure why you would go ahead with that after seeing the replay, even if you are under a time crunch, a bit baffling, but whatever. We can put that aside. Ultimately, Cabrera has been filling up the strike zone with some high velo stuff, and he does it again against the top of the Dodgers order in the seventh twenty one to twenty eight pitches for strikes. all of his pitches looked largely good. he gets the four seamer up to like ninety seven and a half miles an hour to get will Smith and the inning like nasty stuff and yes, he might very well be on the outskirts of the circle of trust, but again like in his very first appearance in a Blue Jays uniform I'm I'm not entirely sure if that's where we want to um, like hang things I, I although I do agree that it does go back to Kikuchi's start against the Mariners which was I guess we are on Wednesday morning now here on the East Coast so I guess that was on Friday night where Kikuchi goes five and a third and is lifted at around 70 I think it was 78 pitches for Kikuchi and now here we are Kikuchi gonna go tomorrow to wrap up the series in in Los Angeles but uh yeah I I don't I don't disagree a lot of it perhaps falls on the construction of the bullpen which I think ultimately if you go all the way down you go the butterfly effect all the way to tonight and Swanson looking gassed and again he was really struggling like you know it's kind of weird with Swanson it kind of feels as though it's been a while since we have seen the splitter look really nasty from Swanson like there was a text here that I I can't really find. I'm gonna see if I can scan it really quickly. Oh, here it is. Uh, Kevin from Ottawa. Swanson and White need to go bye bye. You heard. You know what I think about White. I think I think we're all in agreement about Mitch White. But I mean, come on, Eric Swanson is going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. Eric Swanson has been one of the most reliable relievers all year. Obviously, he's had a little bit of of some snafus, let's call them, to to you know make some light of that, but. He's had some trouble in the last couple of outings, certainly. His first 20 games, much better than the games that followed. Or first 20 appearances, I should say, for Swanson. Much better than the games that followed. But uh, Swanson is still a very high-leverage reliever. And like I said, he, he he probably deserved better than than what happened tonight. Even if he was gassed. Even if he didn't have enough to get it done and slam the door like he usually has for, for, very, for huge chunks of this season... I'm not sure he's, uh, he's going anywhere. Uh, Andrew from Kitchener, he texts in to say, the Espinall experience is over. Uh, he's no longer an all-star. Bad infielder. Can barely hit when he does. Nothing game-changing. First on the trade block. I'd be shocked if anyone wants him. Got to go down to Buffalo. Dave in Calgary. Supposed to be, I, I mean, I like this take. This is a little a less of a harsher take from Dave. Although I don't entirely disagree with what Andrew said. But Espinall is supposed to be on the team for his defense. He's been nothing close to what he was last year. Have to think... We integrate someone from the farm in his spot next year. It's true. I mean, we, we did see, I guess it was yesterday, we saw Bo Bichette not start the game at short and Espinal get the start at short. That's supposed to be where Espinal carries the large, the largest chunk of his value, which is obviously supposed to be uh, on the defensive side of things. And of course, this team puts a, a very large premium on defense and and certainly pitching as well, we can talk about Chris Bassett and and the rest of the uh, the relievers in a sec. Unfortunately, Tim Mesa giving up his first home run of the season, which is just contributes to the wild the wildness of this loss. But uh, yeah, I mean Espinal, if you're like, if, you, if you're not contributing with the bat as we have seen to a certain degree in years past, and he's and he's making critical mental errors, it does. I, I have a hard time disagreeing with saying that his his spot on this team is is kind of up in the air, right? It's not a locked down spot. Let's go back to the phones. 416-870-0590. 590 Star 590 on your cellular device. We'll go back to the text line in a sec. 590-590. Name and location. Uh, the phones. Daryl in New Brunswick. Daryl, what's on your mind? Welcome to JSTOCK.
2: Hey, how are you doing, buddy? Good, man. I to a lot of stuff you've been saying. You know what? I've been married for 40 years, and I remember Dave Steve back when my wife was pregnant, and I got in the fight and all that, 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 back at the Exhibition Stadium. So, what I've seen about the Jays right now, and here's what I can't understand they are no good if they, if they can't beat the, the teams in their own division. They can beat any other teams and, and all that, but when they come to Boston, how dare they get swept by Boston? On Canada Day on July, hmm. that is so disrespectful.
0: Yeah, that was that. Was, I was I was there for that. That was uh, a was some tough tough watches, Daryl. You know
2: what? I don't want the coach to get fired, but he should be fired for this because you know what? If, if it was my lineup, I have Springer, Merrifield. uh, people that get hit the bat. It, it, it's so hard to, you know what I mean. It's so frustrating. Kiermaier's hit ninth. Why he not? Nice? He should be up here in first or second. Right? And Danny Jansen, the guy's fantastic. I, I can't say nothing more about Danny Jansen. But I think the coaches making the wrong decisions at the wrong time. And all it takes is, is to put the right people at the right places. Because Toronto has it, but they don't have the right coaching to put the right people at the right places. Forty years I've been watching the Jays, and I'm so upset, buddy, it makes me cry. My wife keeps saying, "Why are you still watching? And I I can't help
0: it. <laughs> hey Daryl, I I appreciate the the passion. Thank you for joining me on on J Stock. He sounded so mad he could like barely barely get his point out. Which I mean, I, I have a feeling a lot of people feel like that. So Daryl, I appreciate you uh, putting the the voice to to what a lot of people are feeling. Okay, let's talk about the batting order because I was actually pretty interested with some things that happened today because there was no Springer for most of the game because he was getting like a, a pseudo day off. Obviously plays late draws a late walk. Unfortunately does not factor in uh, late as well when they're trying to score some runs and extras, but uh, he did not start this game because he is getting the day off with Merrifield, spending some time at the top of the lineup tonight. Uh, Even if he did get fooled by the Urias changeup in the sixth, uh, some good takes in that same AB. I would generally speaking like to see what Merrifield stick there going forward. Like even Springer, even if he does turn things around and we've talked about this a lot in the last couple of weeks, but I almost feel like having him bat third is kind of where you want him right now. Maryfield gets on base so well that having him be the guy top of the order seems like the right move. Even if you do feel Bo is going to turn back into the bow, We're all familiar with, and he sure looked like the boat we're all familiar with tonight. Uh, but like if you look at some other teams, right? Like it's very similar to what a lot of other teams do. Like the Mariners. We just saw the Mariners a couple of nights ago. JP Crawford leads off for Julio Rodriguez, Eugenio Suarez, and Teo. Like the Padres, we also recently saw. Hasean Kim leads off ahead of Fernando Tatis, Juan Soto, Manny Machado. Like the Angels usually have Shohei Otani bat second behind, like, behind, I guess, a lot of people, but certainly behind, like, Luis Ranghikfo. So it's not, like, it's not exactly a new idea when it comes to constructing batting orders. But as long as Springer uh, is struggling a little bit, especially now that he already has sole possession of that, the second place for that leadoff home run record, also a record in which he will likely, and probably no one will ever catch Ricky Henderson. That's a tough record to catch up to. But now that he doesn't have that to worry about anymore, I wonder if you just take him out of that spot. He seems like a guy who would probably be amenable to be uh, moved around in the batting order but um, yeah I don't know it, I, I do agree that the batting order perhaps needs some uh, different looks sometimes and we got a little bit of it tonight and it felt like it worked out for a huge chunk of the game um, I don't think Kiermaier is moving out of the ninth spot like if you are moving someone all the way down it almost feels like the lowest anyone can go kind of like you saw tonight with Jordan Luplo will be eighth and then Kiermaier is probably stuck at nine I don't think you'll ever see Kiermaier bat Lead off or second it's probably always going to be either some combination of what Merrifield bow or Springer but um, I but I mean hey Kevin Kiermeyer said in the preseason he wanted when he signed with the Blue Jays he wanted to be the most successful nine hole hitter in the league I think he also said that he wanted to do it without hitting a home run he has hit a few home runs and he was very close to hitting another home run tonight like feet from being another home run off of I think it was Julio Urias at the time but uh, the batting order, wise, it does does could use a bit of a shake up, which also leads me to the the other point about John Schneider being involved in this. I just I'm not sure John Schneider has, or really any manager has, as much of an impact on choosing the batting order as we think. Okay, it really does feel like just in modern baseball, a lot of it is like a group effort. Like certainly the manager has a voice, but it's not the main voice. I'm not sure it, that necessarily means it's like Ross Atkins as the main voice or really anyone else. And I know Blair and Barker like to use the term, the khakis. It just, it just, it feels like it's a group effort by everyone, which is why I hesitate to place all the blame on John Schneider. I think you might hear that and think, well, then you might place the blame on the front office, which I think there is something to that in the sense that perhaps the front office is to blame for the bullpen being constructed the way it is, or the, the lack of offense sometimes, although they did score seven runs tonight. So I feel like it's kind of hard. To blame the offense it's just it does feel like having nice things sometimes is a, a bit of a tall order for the blue jays uh, let's go back to the phones 416 870 590 590 star 590 on your cellular device gee calling in from maple key gee what's on your mind
1: show hey, uh i guess the silver lining tonight is in our worst loss of the season the worst pitcher in the last 10 years has played his last game as a blue jay oh, that's awesome yeah but he's, he's absolutely horrific. And hopefully for us, it doesn't turn out to be a stud or else this will be the worst trade. And who knows how long, what a, what a bad trade that was, but I, I was going to talk about um, their bullpen, but seeing that you're talking about their, their hitting, I mean, this is who I, this is what I would do. If I could just give you my, my mock. Sure. Hitting list. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So I'd have, I'd have Mary field batting lead off. He's the, He's the best hitter outside of Bouchette. You have Guerrero batting second. Only that so that he has protection batting third. You have uh you have Bo. I drop Springer to the four-hole. I put Belt, who gives you professional at bats. So if there's guys on base, I put them in the five-hole. Whoever's catching, I'm putting in the six-hole. I got Kiermaier batting seventh. And then Chapman and Barschall, who seem to come up all the time with runners on base. These guys strike out more than anyone on the team. I could. it's more Fathomable to have those guys bat at the bottom of the lineup. I can handle Varsillo batting two twenty as long as he's in the number nine hole. If he's batting in the sixth hole, yeah, he had a he had a, a hit off of a you know the tenth best pitcher on the Dodgers yesterday. Big deal, but he's been a complete bust with the bat all season. But he you know if he's batting ninth, it doesn't hurt as much. But when he's batting sixth and you see all these games where the Jays got you know first and third, nobody out. First and second. How many times are you watching the game and you see those scenarios where you're thinking they're not even going to score a run here, <laughs> you know? And then they and then I, I just couldn't understand why you would have Kirk batting behind Varsho when Varsho's prone to strike out and Kirk's hitting to double plays. At least if the bases are loaded or you got first and third, nobody out. If he hits into a double play, they score a run. You know, strike out, double play, you got nothing. But I'll hang up and listen and uh, yeah, let's uh, let's keep the faith, man.
0: Hey, Guy, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate you always calling in, especially staying up late for me. I uh, look, I'm definitely on the the I like the batting order construction. I think there's I think we all are, are in agreement that it requires some kind of shake up going forward. And I think there was some promising things that we were talking about with Merrifield leading off. But, you know, you talk about Chapman and Varsho. I, again, I do think, and I said this yesterday, I do think that Varsho has has somewhat saved himself late from being, you know, perhaps option to the minors to work on some things, but it doesn't mean he's going to be, ba- I, I think he should be batting very high <laughs> really at all because it's true. He, even if he did have a big moment, he still is ultimately struggling. I, I'm not sure I want him working it out in the minors, but um, ultimately mm, he can't be batting higher than, and I, I say eighth, just because I I do lean towards having Kiermaier still batting ninth, so if you're just if you just leave Schneider Schneider, uh, pardon me, Kiermaier uh, at ninth, then you have Varsho bat eighth. And it's true, I mean Matt Chapman, like after the late home run yesterday, uh, some tough swings today. Like early on tonight, he swings through a fastball slightly up in the zone that normally I feel like he absolutely punishes. And then in the fifth, he swings at the first pitch with runners on first and second. Like it just feels like guys like Chapman, and you know he's very talented, obviously, but these guys need to be slightly more selective with runners on base because runs still. And I know they scored seven runs tonight, but it still feels like they're at a premium so often. Like I, I one hand I get swinging at a pitch, you feel like you've quote unquote got. But on the other hand, and I've said this, I feel like I've said this every J stock I've done since the beginning of the West Coast road trip, even in that afternoon game against the Padres. But just take a picture two. just take one here and there. I get it. There's no guarantee you get another pitch like that in the same AB. But it is in that particular spot in the fifth. It feels like a waste after a great bow double and a belt walk in that inning. Thankfully, he does take a walk later on against Caleb Ferguson. And then, of course, we're talking about Kirk a little bit. The double gets him from first to home, which is good to see. Uh, Matt Chapman also, just as a complete aside, he runs. I know Dalton Varsho kind of runs like a toddler who has stolen his parents' phone. Matt Chapman kind of runs like Tom Cruise. Like, if you ever watch a Mission Impossible movie, like the the kind of hands up at the side, he kind of runs like Tom Cruise. But uh, (laughs) that's... Unfortunately, we cannot enjoy that as much as we would have um, in a loss. Uh, You know what? Let's take a break and when we come back we will go to the Major League Standings Watch and uh, we'll go back to your phone calls and go back to the text line as well 590, 590 name and location lots of texts to get to we will barrel through a number of them on the other side of the break you're listening to Jay's Talk Show Alley with you on a Sportsnet Radio Network
1: I thought he was good you know I thought um, you know fastball command maybe not quite there and um, you know it wasn't a whole lot of hard contact so you know, when you get a dude like him, you know, with the split and the slider, you know, that kind of stuff happens sometimes. Um, I thought he was good. Again, you feel good with Swanee there. You know, you feel good with anyone really there in a four-run lead. Um, and they kind of just really grind it. You know, they put the ball play and, and kind of made things happen.
0: That is John Schneider speaking to the media about Eric Swanson's outing tonight, which was ooh, not very good, unfortunately, for old Swanee as a... John Schneider refers to him as. Welcome back to JStop on the Sportsnet Radio Network show, Ali, with you until the bottom of the hour. Still taking your texts five ninety five ninety name and location. Uh, before we go back to the text line, though, let's do the Major League standings watch presented by Bet three six five. With Bet three six five, you can watch thousands of live games, build your own bet, and you can even make a bet while the game is still being played. Nineteen plus. Play responsibly. Ontario only. So if we run down the results in the American League East tonight, the Orioles lost on a walk off to the Philadelphia Phillies, a 4 3 Phillies win over the Orioles. The Rays make up some ground on the O's after losing the series to them. The Rays taking on the Marlins in the Battle of Florida, they win 4 1. The Boston Red Sox hammer the Atlanta Braves, a 7 1 win for the Red Sox, and the Yankees get hammered by the Mets in the subway series, a nine three final for the Mets over the Yankees. Uh, Pete Alonso had quite the night. I think he had an RBI single, a solo home run and a three run home run as the uh, Mets beat the Yankees nine to three. So uh, with all of those finals in the books, including the blue Jays lost tonight, here's how the ALE stacks up. Uh, the Baltimore Orioles are 62 and 39. The rays are 62 and 42 blue Jays, 10 game, 10 games over 500, 56, 46, Boston is 54 and 47 and with their win and the Yankees loss, the Yankees are 53 and 48 and are a game back of the Red Sox and are at the very bottom of the American League East. It's still pretty wild honestly that the Yankees are having one of their worst seasons in ages and they're still what, 5 games over 500. I feel a lot of other like quote unquote bad teams would take that, but uh such is life in the American League East. That's a quick check of our Major League standings watch presented by Bet three six five all right let's go to the couple of more texts before we say goodbye in the next couple of minutes uh, mike and victoria seeing why swanson was not used by mariners in the playoffs last year as season wears on his effectiveness wears down i i definitely see that read of the situation having said that you know i i don't, I don't know that it's like that's the reason the mariners didn't use him in the playoffs last year i think it's just more that he is completely overworked like, I I know Blair and Barker, and I said this as well a couple times before the All-Star break, but, like, there are pro- probably very few guys on the Blue Jays that desperately needed the All-Star break as much as Eric Swanson did because he is still on pace for a career high in appearances out of the bullpen, and he just cannot be used that much because I don't think any reliever can be used that much and to expect consistent outs all the time. I don't—honestly, I, don't, I do not blame Eric Swanson. It's just he needs— more help in the bullpen you hope yet Cabrera can be can be that but at the same time you need more you need more from you know you need Chad Green to come in and do something for you by the way Chad Green um, if you missed this uh, some news from him a second rehab appearance in single a Dunedin earlier tonight I guess on I guess now here on the East Coast it would be yesterday but one inning pitched no runs no walks one strikeout two whiffs uh, 10 pitches eight of them strikes and again I'm not going to read too much into a Starting like single A of all places. But good to see that things are going well for him. We keep saying it, but it's a guy that has been very good over the past few years. And if he is anything close to the form he showed in the last few seasons, uh very likely could be the addition the Jays need, although that should not preclude them from going out to get another guy to help alleviate the stress on the likes of Jordan Romano and uh Eric Swanson. Uh Ethan from Camloops, uh Bo is back. Danny is clutch. Schneider has ran this bullpen into the ground by constantly pulling his starters after the fifth. Uh, you know what? At the very least on Boba Bichette, he hit a nuke to left field off of Julio Urias is his third home run at Dodger stadium in five career games. Of course he hit famously hit those two off of Clayton Kershaw a number of years ago. He added that big double in the fifth. That was maybe feet from being another home run after the two run Jack Sportsnet Stats sats put out that Bo had a ten has a ten fifty OPS versus lefty this season. Like that's wild, but still good to see Bo snapping out of the hitless streak. I wasn't that worried. Perhaps a raised eyebrow or like a strong exhale through the nostrils. But uh, you know, maybe the league adjusted to Bo a little bit, and as great players do, he adjusted right back. So nothing wrong with his swing, it would seem. Uh, I see here. Let's see, Dan from Beamsville. Show, I agree. White should be DFA. Time for him to go. A lot of discussion about Santiago Espinal and him him being sent down or him just being off this. I wanted to share a text I got to my phone, which is from one Ben Shulman. He just says, Davis Schneider for Espinal with the crossed fingers emoji. Okay, first of all, you guys know I'm a big fan of Davis Schneider, so that makes sense, whether that is this year or going forward. I think he's Rule 5 eligible, so, and he's not in the 40-man, so some, some decisions have to be made for David Schneider, but also, Ben, I know you're driving. No texting while you're driving. Don't do it. I will call the cops on you. Okay? Don't do it. I'm just saying. We need you, okay? <laughs> no texting while you're driving. Uh, Chris in Vancouver says, show a barger needs to be up here playing second base ASAP. Espinal has played his way off this roster. Uh, imagine if he did that in a playoff game. Barger's bat might be able to spark the lineup too. I think he had another very good night in the minors tonight. So, hey, Barger probably, like he he very well might force this team's hand. And I would love if he did. I would love it if Addison Barger or Davis Schneider or heck even or Martinez, even if I think that's particularly unlikely this year, given his age. But I would love it if one of them forced the team's hand to get themselves called up to the majors because I'm not sure... How much longer? And again, it's not as though Espinal has been like; it's not like he's made these kinds of errors over and over and over and over again. In fact, he rarely does. But it just—I think it does show, perhaps, the, as much as we all like him, perhaps the the limited nature of of his, just of, of him as a player in the major leagues compared to what could be a potential higher ceiling. From from some of these other guys, but you know, what, why don't we? Uh, before we go, I haven't talked about Chris Bassett. Why don't we hear from Chris Bassett? Uh, he just wrapping up his uh, chat with the media. Uh, here's Bassett on his performance tonight at Dodger Stadium. Um,
1: I mean, I obviously escaped um, some situa- situations, but I didn't feel like I was that sharp. Um, stuff wise, may have been there, but just the sharpness and location was not great. Yeah, I mean, all the great teams make you make you work for every single at bat. Um, and make you work to get 27 outs. Um, That's the difference between good teams and great teams. Is I mean, this whole game from them.
0: Uh, That is Bassett chatting with the media. Yeah, he gave gave up the first inning home run to Freddie Freeman. Off the sinker, he throws it a ton. It wasn't the worst pitch. Sinker at Freeman's knees, 93 and a half miles an hour. Maybe it stings a little bit less because Freddie Freeman... Play for Team Canada, the WBC. I don't know if that's me being a mass bomber, but uh, Bassett, Bassett does run into trouble in the second inning. He loads the bases, gets out of it, runs into more trouble in the third, walks Freeman, a very hard hit ball by Will Smith that gets all the way to the wall and Freeman still didn't score. I actually genuinely think that's part of the Kevin Kiermaier effect because last year, that's a run. The moment it comes off of his bat, ultimately he does score after the outfielders lose the ball in the lights. Kudos to Luplo, by the way, for saving the day, day there, even if the run did score, from third as a sack fly, Bassett getting a bit of help because had it dropped, there still would have been no outs. Maybe his sharpest inning of work was the fifth because he gets all of Freeman Smith and Muncie in order. And he looked pretty good doing it, doing it, including kind of what felt like stealing the fi- final strike of the inning against Muncie with the sweeper. I actually was kind of shocked almost with the decision to bring Bassett back out for the sixth, knowing that J.D. Martinez was going to be the first batter awaiting him and knowing that he was right around 100 pitches, but... A pocket of three straight lefties after Martinez, so it's probably always going to be just the one batter, even if he did get him out. And obviously he didn't, but um, I don't know. Maybe it could, in theory, be a a step in the right direction for starter usage vis-a-vis the bullpen usage. But, um, well, I'm not going to hold my breath. Also, uh, by the way, on J.D. Martinez, uh, he is 35 years old. All right, and we know J.D. Uh, very uh, well from his time with the Red Sox last year. He hit 16 home runs, 62 RBI, and 139 games last year. J.D. Martinez at 35 years old is on pace over a full 162 for 50 home runs. That's wild. Anyways, ultimately it doesn't really matter because the Blue Jays do lose this one and all the all the good they did felt like it came undone, unfortunately. But hey, you have to hope for the rubber match be a win tomorrow uh thank you of course for listening to blue jays baseball brought to you by crown rust protection now that summer has arrived it's road trip season make sure your vehicle is protected from rust with crown visit crown.com for a special summer offer today crown canada's number one rust protection for ben shulman chris larue Tom Young, Nick Blackmore. I'm Sho. Thanks for staying up late with me once again. Tomorrow, Yusei Kikuchi and Tony Gonslin go in the deciding rubber match. Blair and Barker, have you covered on Jace Talk? I'm back on Friday for Shohei Otani at the Rogers Center. I'll talk to you then.